Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts season two of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff. I'm Lauren Vogelbaum, and collections are, by definition, kind of weird. Collectors devote days, weeks, months, even years to compiling excessive quantities of stamps they'll never mail, coins they'll never spend, hair they'll never... Wait. What? Yes, you heard that right. Hair. Take, for example, 19th century lawyer and naturalist Peter A. Brown. He has the distinction of having cultivated the world's greatest known hair collection. In the 1840s and 50s, Brown decided he would try to piece together a scientific portrait of humanity by obtaining as many hair specimens as possible. He wanted strands from famous figures and regular folks, living and dead. Basically, if a person had hair, Brown wanted it. 
He collected samples from a fetus, a 100-year-old man, patients in the Western Virginia Lunatic Asylum, celebrities conjoined twins, a corpse that had been buried for 32 years, and a convicted murderer, before and after his hanging, of course. Brown even had a few strands of George Washington's hair, courtesy of the late president's barber's son. He had samples from 13 of the first 14 U.S. presidents. So, all in all, a pretty weirdly thorough collection. What exactly was the point of all this hair gathering, you might ask? According to the book Specimens of Hair, the curious collection of Peter A. Brown by Robert McCracken Peck, Brown was on a mission to explain the differences and similarities between humans. Years before Charles Darwin blew the world's collective mind with his theory of evolution, Brown obsessively sought to understand how and why there was so much variance in human beings' appearances. Peck told the arts and culture website Hyperallergic, his fellow members of the Academy of Natural Sciences were doing the same things with birds and insects and fish and trying to figure out what were the distinctive characteristics that separated one from another and combined one with another. With humans, that became a much more fraught political and social issue. Any attempt he made to separate people into separate species, as he called them at the time, was doomed to failure, and rightly so, because we recognize that all humans are from the same origin. But Brown didn't know that, so he collected. And perhaps the strangest part about his strange collection is that, for the era, it wasn't considered strange at all. Peck said in an interview with the Academy of Natural Sciences of Drexel University, or the ANSP for short, the collection may seem weird by today's standards, but at the time it was made, it was considered very important by scientists around the world. Brown referred to it as a national collection. It contained not just the hair of humans, but the wool of sheep and the fur and hair of many other animals. It was a collection made for scientific purposes and for the love of country. Welcome to the world of Victorian hair culture. If you haven't heard of this, consider a recent news story out of the UK, wherein a woman stumbled upon a ring containing a lock of Charlotte Bronte's hair. While wading through her late father-in-law's attic, she opened a curious metal box and found a single ring inside, inscribed with Bronte's name and the date of her death. So the woman did what anyone in sudden, unexpected possession of an old trinket might do. She went on Antiques Roadshow. On the show, she told jewelry expert Jeffrey Munn she suspected she might have accidentally inherited some of Bronte's strands. Munn wasn't phased. He explained on the show, it was a convention to make jewelry out of hair in the 19th century. There was a terror of not being able to remember the face and the character of the person who had died. Yes, in those days, people often wove bits of hair into just about everything, from rings and bracelets and cufflinks to intricate framed art pieces suitable for display. Peck told the ANSP blog, the hair of family and friends was commonly exchanged and retained through the 19th century. It was often framed, kept in albums, or featured in jewelry. Today, many parents still retain the hair from their child's first haircut, but it's rarely put on public display as it was during the Victorian era. That kind of thing is also probably not as valuable as Bronte's. Munn told the lady with the ring that while her newly discovered jewelry was probably only worth about 32 bucks, the famous author's strands bumped up the value to about $26,000. But back to Peter A. Brown. While he never realized his, albeit flawed and problematic, dream of separating the human race into species, he did make an enduring contribution to modern science. Peck said to Hyperallergic, what is so useful about this collection now is that all of that DNA is preserved, and he had no idea he was doing that when he sent out his requests to people for hair. He actually asked them to send the roots of the hair, the follicles. Many of them did just clip it, but with the follicles attached, that is a gold mine and Peck actually helped save this collection from total destruction. He told the ANSP blog, 
In the mid-70s, before anyone recognized the importance and irreplaceable value of the DNA contained in Brown's collection, a staff member in a position to determine its fate decided that the wool, fur, and human hair it contained was of no current scientific interest and was taking up too much space, and he decided to discard it. I was lucky to be in the right place at the right time to spot it and save it from oblivion. Who would have guessed it would one day become a collection of such interest and the subject of a book? Today's episode was written by Michelle Konstantinovsky and produced by Tyler Klang. Brainstuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other hairy topics, visit our home planet, howstuffworks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.